Every entrepreneur will ask themselves this question at one point or another. How do I stop trading time for money? Thanks for listening to the Branding Business School podcast. I am Victoria, and I am going to share with you seven ways that you can start charging more for what you have to offer while simultaneously working fewer hours. So if you're interested in that, let's dive in. This is the Branding Business School podcast, the go-to business and marketing podcast for ambitious women looking to start and scale profitable businesses. Learn from your host, Victoria Marcoulier, how to build a powerhouse brand in this online era without sacrificing your sanity or misplacing your priorities. We support the dreamers and the disruptors and are showing up weekly to teach you practical advice on what it takes to become the go-to in your industry. Operating an online business as a female entrepreneur looks different these days. And thanks to us, so does business school. Welcome to the Branding Business School podcast. I think most entrepreneurs set out to start businesses in hopes of finding more freedom, more flexibility into their schedules. I know I certainly had this expectation when I set out to build my design business five years ago. We think, I'll work for myself, I'll have full reign over what my days look like. And while this is true to some extent, nobody works harder or longer hours than an entrepreneur trying to get their business off the ground. And this is what I think happens. I think the hustle that is often associated with starting a business becomes so ingrained in us as business owners that we forget the long hours and the feeling of overwhelm. Those were never meant to be part of our long-term plan. But we grow so accustomed to working our brains out and we feel unproductive on the days when we actually do work fewer hours, even though Time freedom was probably one of our core motivators to starting our business in the first place. But what if there was a way to charge more for our services while still maintaining a healthy work-life balance? I'm here to tell you that there is a way and that it's not just one way. I'm going to cover seven ways that you can start charging more while simultaneously working less in your business. Starting with number one, you have to stop copying what everyone else in your industry is doing. Stop trying to look like everyone else. I don't think we intentionally set out to copy our competitors, but we follow them on Instagram. We follow them on TikTok. We constantly reference their websites when we're trying to decide what our services will look like or even what our pricing will look like. And in doing so, we start to lose the authenticity of our own brands and we just blend in with whatever is mainstream in our industry. Stopping the scroll, you guys, has never been harder to do. And if you want more eyes on your brand and therefore more viewers converting into customers, you have to look different. You got to show your personality. You got to share your values. You got to go against the grain with your design. Invite people into your story as a business owner because at the end of the day, people will choose you based on how you are different from your competition, not because of how you're the same. So if you want to charge more for your service, communicate how you are different from everybody else that's offering what you offer. And this leads me to my second point. I'm covering seven ways today to charge more and work less. But if you only do one or if you only get one of these things, it's this one. And that is position your brand in the minds of your buyers. Brand positioning refers to this unique value that your brand brings to your customer. This is how you're going to be remembered in the minds of your buyers. I heard it said that you can position your brand as one of three things. You can be the first, you can be the best, 
or you can be the only. And you might be thinking, Victoria, I was not the first. I'm certainly not the best. And there are hundreds of other people offering what I offer. And that's okay. I was certainly not the first person to start offering Squarespace website designed to female entrepreneurs. And I am certainly not the best Squarespace designer out there. And I am certainly not the only Squarespace design agency for people to choose from. But I have positioned my brand as the go-to Squarespace design and branding agency for service-based women who want to show up confident online so that they can stand out and sell more. In order to position your brand, you need to know in whose mind you are positioning yourself. This is going to help you better position your brand to be the exact solution that these people have been looking for. And this brings me to my third point to charging more and working less, and that is to niche down. At first glance, I think it is easy to think that the broader our marketing approach, the more customers we'll attract and therefore the more sales that we'll make. But this actually could not be further from the truth. When you hone in on a specific niche, it enables you to create a more personalized message that's going to resonate with your target audience on a much deeper level. Think of it this way. I have a three-year-old and I have a 10-month-old as well, but I want to talk about my three-year-old right now. If I were asked to talk about the beauty and the hardships of motherhood to a room full of moms ranging from soon-to-be first-time moms to moms whose children are grown and out of the house, my message would be fairly generic to the women in my audience. But if I were to talk on the same topic to a room full of moms with three-year-olds, I could be so much more specific with my messaging. I know these moms' exact struggles. I know their exact pain points. I know what it's like to have a toddler, uh, both the good and the bad and everything in between. When you try to speak to the masses, your message will always be watered down. And we know that effective messaging can increase the value in the minds of your buyers. So don't be afraid to niche down even further than you already have. I might have thought that I was niching down by talking to a room full of mothers, but when I got even more specific about who I was talking to, these these moms of other three-year-olds, my messaging became that much more clear and that much more specific. And the more targeted that you can get with your messaging, the easier marketing will be. And therefore, you're not only able to charge more, but you're also going to be working fewer hours because you're not trying to show up on every platform and speak to every person. Which brings me to point number four. If you want to charge more for your product or service, you have to start speaking directly to your target audience. I actually had a meeting this morning with the owner of the gym that I work out at, and he was asking me some questions about this rebrand that the gym is currently going through. And he had come up with a new tagline for the gym uh, that was high performance fitness. And he was a little bit afraid, honestly, to commit to this tagline because he was worried that it might be too intense for, let's say, like the 65-year-old guy who might want to come in for personal training. And I just asked him, I said, Tim, who is your target audience? Who did you set this gym up to serve best? And he goes on to describe this, you know, younger to middle-aged, highly motivated athlete who wants to be the top of their game, whether they're a lifter or a road racer or a yogi. His gym was built for the high-performance athlete. So even though he had a handful of members that maybe fell outside of this description, I advised him not to water down his brand and his messaging for the 5% of members that might not refer to themselves as high-performance athletes. 
And this is a good lesson for every entrepreneur because we all get a little trigger shy when it comes to niching down and using language that might repel people from working with our brand. I can still remember the day that I updated my website copy to say that we worked with the female entrepreneur because at the time I was still designing for several men and they were paying me and they made up a part of my income. And let me tell you what happened for me and what will happen for Tim too if he goes this route. By refining my messaging to speak directly to the person that my business was set up to serve the best, I have attracted so many more of my ideal clients, and I actually still attract some of the men despite my branding specificity. It's so much harder to become the go-to if you are continuing to try to keep your message broad. Get specific on who you serve and then let every piece of your messaging and your marketing that you create be created for that one person whom your business is best set up to serve. Your ideal customer is the one perfect customer, the person who needs and wants what you are offering, the way that you're offering it, and they are the ones that are willing to pay the premium price point to have it. All right, let's keep going. The fifth way that you can charge more while working less is to simply price yourself different from your competition. I love this one, guys. So here's a little lesson in psychology for you. We subconsciously assign value and luxury to products or services that are priced higher than the competition. And on the flip side, we assume that products and services priced lower than the industry standard are not as effective or are not as good of quality. So by pricing yourself different and above your competition, you are sending a message to your potential customers about the quality and positioning of your brand. Most entrepreneurs, when they are starting out, will price themselves intentionally lower than the competition. But I would warn you of this because if you are pricing yourself lower than all of your competitors, you have to be prepared to start defending your pricing to a lot of budget seekers who simply want what you have to offer as cheap as they can get it. When you price yourself high, though, it signals to potential customers that your brand has more to offer than your competition and that you are the expert in your field and that your brand has a reputation for delivering. So if you think that you have a quality product or service that will truly have a positive impact on your customers' lives, go ahead and raise your rates because it is actually going to change the way that people perceive your brand just because of the psychological effect of premium pricing. All right, number six, you can make more money and you can work fewer hours if you add a tiered structure to your product or service suite. So this one is easy and this one's honestly one of the most neglected ways to increase the average dollar spend per customer. When you have more than one option to choose from, your potential customers are gonna have a little bit more freedom to decide what works best for them and their budget and also adding pricing tiers allows you to scale your time, your energy, your effort, with the corresponding pricing of each offer. So you're not reinventing the wheel here. So for instance, I've kept my product suite very, very small at Brandwell over the years. For five years, we have essentially offered two products, branding and website design. But the way that I've set up my packages, it's on a scale. We offer branding, which is our low ticket item, 
Then we offer website design. This would be our mid-ticket item. And then we offer a bundle package of both branding and website design, which is our high-ticket item. And now, with the launch of the Branding Business School, we are adding another tier to each of these three packages where people can add on this educational piece to their package, whether they came in on a low, a mid, or a high-ticket item. And this has allowed me to create numerous options for my clients to meet them wherever they're at with their budget without really having to come up with a custom tailored package to every single customer and wherever they're at in their budget. So that takes a lot of time. If you are custom tailoring your package to all of your customers, you are spending a lot more time delivering a unique set of assets or deliverables to each and every client than if you were to create one package with numerous tiers to it um, and then just duplicating that package over and over and over again for every single customer. So it's actually way easier to deliver and it's also a lot easier to market when you create a package like this where you have one core item and then you have either the lower tier which strips away some of the more premium features and then you have the higher tier which adds on those premium features. I love the tiered pricing model because it allows you to charge more without isolating potential customers who aren't quite ready to make the leap into a premium investment. And something that I've learned is that most people that come in on your low ticket item with this type of premium pricing structure and tiers, they will eventually be the ones that come in for your high ticket item. So again, you're saving time and money by not having to acquire new customers, but to just rather nurture your existing customers along their journey from your low ticket to your high ticket. Okay. And then last but not least, the seventh way that you can charge more for your product or service is to make the motto serve before you sell a part of your everyday mission. Before you can charge a premium, you need to build trust with your consumers. No one wants to be sold to you guys. We want to feel like we are buying into something that we need. And in order to help your clientele feel like they are buying into something that they truly need, you have to start serving them with content and resources tailored to their season of life. This is why knowing your customer and niching down is so important because it's impossible to effectively serve everyone. The more specific you get on who you serve, the better you will be able to serve them. Knowing that my design agency is set up to serve the service-based female business owner, I tailor every podcast episode, every blog post, every social media post to their exact needs and struggles. How can I help them right now for free before they spend a dollar with my company? When you do this consistently, when you show up and you serve your particular niche, you will eventually be seen as the go-to solution for whatever problem they have that needs solving. A good rule of thumb here is the 70-30 rule. So 70% of your content is focused on serving your customer, not mentioning your products or your services at all. This is going to allow you to build trust and to foster a true connection with your customers without them feeling like they're being coerced into buying something. And then you can spend the other 30% explaining to them how your products or your services can fix what you talk about in that 70%. Trust is the foundation of business these days, and we have a very skeptical consumer marketplace. Consumers are being marketed to with brand messages hundreds of times per day. You're not the only person who is trying to market to your target audience. There's a lot of other people trying to get their product or service sold to your audience, and that is where trust really comes into play. If you can build trust with your target audience, they will be willing to pay so much more for you. 
So as a wife, as a mom to two small children with a large design business and several employees, I am done with this concentrate of time for money. I will always be looking for ways to increase my perceived value in the marketplace so that I can charge a premium price and so that I can spend more time with my family or coming up with new ideas for my business or launching new products to my audience. And if you are like me and you're over this message that we have to keep doing more, 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 more as business owners, I hope that you will join me on the waitlist for the Branding Business School. This online course opens three times a year and our inaugural class will open for enrollment this October. And at the Branding Business School, you will learn from myself and an intimate group of female founders how to leverage the power of branding to scale a wildly successful business online. It's not about how big your ad budget is and it's not even about how good you are at your craft. It's all about branding and I want to teach you how to build a brand that stands out. Waitlisters will have early access to the course plus exclusive discounts during launch week, not to mention a weekly tip on how to build a go-to brand. So if you are interested in joining the waitlist for the Branding Business School, head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com to find out more. With that, you guys, thank you for listening. The Branding Business School podcast will be back next week with another episode on how to build a powerhouse brand. I am in your corner cheering you on. I hope that after this, you will feel empowered to start charging more while working less. Thanks for tuning in to the Branding Business School podcast. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast and we'll continue to cheer you on week after week by giving you practical advice on how to build your brand. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com slash podcast. And remember, you don't need an MBA to be the CEO.